Hello, I am Chris from the Geek Peak Podcast, and I am very excited to introduce my two friends here, Miles. Hello, I'm Miles from the Distump Podcast. And Josh. Hi, I'm Josh from the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. We are very, very excited to be doing a brand new podcast together. We are joining forces, and we are going to be reviewing horror movies. It is called High on Horror. That's going to be our podcast where we talk all about horror movies. We're going to review them, and we're even going to have some audience participation. I hope you guys are excited. The show will debut on the first day of fall, September 22nd, so be on the lookout for that. Until then, you can follow us on social media. We're on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at HonHPod, where we'll be pumping out quality content all the time. And remember, life is tough, so why not take a break and get high on horror? Hello, Dumpers. It's October, and that means Masters of Horror. This is our October Spectacular. We are talking about Season 2 of Masters of Horror. Just like last year, we're going to go through every episode, and I'm going to release 13 episodes this month. And I will be joined by Chris from the Geek Peak Podcast and Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to the Distump Podcast. This is the penultimate episode of the Masters of Horror collection that we're covering for all of October. If you haven't listened to any of it up to this point, you picked a weird part to jump in on because this one's going to be crazy. Uh, today I am joined by Chris from the Geek Peak. Hey, what up? And uh, I'm joined by Josh from Four Nerds by Nerds. My boys, we're we're almost there. One episode left. This is the episode <laughs> where the boys become men. I have a I have a, a something to admit right now. I I feel like this episode may be the single most dumbest thing I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it embraces the camp like beyond where any camp would have been embraced. Like it's so ridiculous. <laughs> this one, um, the only movie that I think might have been worse, but it, I at least laughed at this one. In my opinion, was The Cell with Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people are like, "That movie's really good," and I'm like, "That has to be my worst <laughs> film of all time." I haven't seen it. I own it, and I haven't seen it. It's, it's weird. <laughs> That's when I'd like to come on and dump that disc with you. <laughs> back into the fires of Mount Mordor, or Mount Doom. Um, so this one is called The Washingtonians. Stupidest. <laughs> Let me. I'm gonna just look at this here, and it's uh, by Peter Maydak, who is most famous for doing the movie The Changeling in 1980, but he also did Species Two, so he must be a master of horror. <laughs> Have you guys seen The Changeling by chance? No. I, I just started the Angelina Jolie one, which I think is about the same premise, but it's mm -hmm. not at all the same movie. So I think I'm going to suggest quick plug on high on horror. I'm going to suggest that we 
do the changeling on high on horror and see how it stacks up against this masterpiece (laughs) (laughs) there can't be many worse things than this but you know what i really enjoyed it because it's beyond bad it's like so bad they knew it was bad and they made it worse like that's what i think happened here what'd you say I say it's like the room. <laughs> it is kind of like the room. So, okay, the the opening of this movie, there's a white owl overlooking a street where a girl's walking in the night and she gets run down and decapitated by some like Paul Revere shit. Uh, uh and then we cut to a family of 3 who like to listen to low budget Alex Jones. As a family, they oh smile. Oh my god, I Look. know. With the freaking boombox CD players playing, yeah. like it's just so, it's so nineties, but in the early two thousands. Yeah, it's it's in a weird phase. <laughs> <laughs> With the messiest child in in film history, a thirteen year old playing a ten year old who's as messy as like a four year old. <laughs> <laughs> Their mom's like wiping ice cream off her face. And then they spend the whole rest of the episode 900 times going, She's 10. She just turned 10. And it's like, You shouldn't have to wipe a 10 year old's mouth. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't I'm have so kids, happy. so I don't have the perspective of it. But yeah. I was just going to say, I'm so happy that I feel like Josh and Miles pay attention way better <laughs> to the dialogue of these films. And I feel like I learn more about what the actual premise of what is going on from them than watching these movies because at some point i actually have to just be like okay i'm not looking back at the tv screen until something happens <laughs> chris is looking back at every episode in new eyes as we describe it he's like man <laughs> they are masters of horror they, they went into this much detail <laughs> oh my god so I love you guys. <laughs> you guys are the best. Also, if you think you're going to forget that this episode is called The Washingtonians, they say it about 800 fucking times in this episode. <laughs> I mean, so like I don't want to jump ahead or anything, but this movie didn't have a lot of fat on it. Almost every scene mattered. Almost every scene mattered. There was a bunch of scenes that didn't. But, um, so the family of three, they pull up to, to a white Cadillac sitting in their grandparents' house. And there's an old man named Samuel here waiting for him. And he puts off some mad pedophile vibes. How did you guys feel about Samuel? Samuel was passed out on their porch, first of all. They thought he was dead. Looks so like you- Colonel Sanders without a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Character introduction. Colonel Sanders had a stroke on the porch and died. Like, literally, <laughs> that's what you think of Samuel. And then he's going off, and he's insane. <laughs> I love him. He's everything I want out of a character. What do you mean? He okay. has crazy-ass teeth, and then they give him, like even crazier as seen later and you can tell that they're prosthetic because they have to sit on top of his gigantic (laughs) (laughs) they like portrayed from his face later like he's a t-rex or some shit (laughs) but yeah so he is uh i don't remember what he talks about i just know that he's like trying to give lollipops to the kid and uh he that was very crazy Especially because he ended by saying, this is my favorite flavor, Big Paws, cherry. And then you find out later that they want to eat virgins. (laughs) Yeah. 
So gross. Um, so Look at Chris's face. Look at Chris's fly. face. He didn't hear that at all when he watched this. <laughs> I did hear it. I just blocked it out of my memory because I was like, this fucking guy. Oh, it's so gross. It's, like, it's the perfect fit for the introduction of a horror movie. They're, so far, they're hitting the beats right. Like, you got this weird ass old man who's saying very risque things, and he's kind of pointing toward their imminent demise. But you don't. He's being vague, and you don't know if he's senile or if he's a you know prophesizer. <laughs> a prophesizer. <laughs> I uh, I really liked him. I thought he was by far the best actor in the movie. And they like laid a bunch of monologues on him, and he just fucking fired him out. It was totally believable that he was a crazy pedophile psycho man. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought he was pretty good. All right, Samuel uh, might have been the highlight of this movie. He after he hands her the lollipop, he goes, "You got uh, lighten up, kid. Not everyone here is gonna reach out and touch you." And it's like, ugh. But then if you pay attention for the rest of the movie, every single person reaches out and touches her. Yeah, I just realized yeah. that. Ugh. Anyway, um, so Amy gets goosebumps level Zoom scream. I don't know what that means. Um, oh, she goes into the basement. And sees eyeballs, and then it that's like the dumbest scene. She's like, I need to go to the bathroom. They go, Okay, it's down the the dad goes, All right, it's down the hall and to the right. And then she looks at her mom, and her mom goes, That means right down there and over to the right. <laughs> Just, <laughs> the amount of stupid ass padding they have in these shows to make them an hour long. And then she goes right next to the bathroom and then like jets her head to the left and sees the basement door and goes, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. And just keep saying that as she walks into a pitch black basement for no fucking reason at all. (laughs) I mean, yeah. And then the eyes that she sees are a painting of George Washington. And it scares her and it falls down. Oh, no, George Washington. (laughs) Because why wouldn't it be? (laughs) Why wouldn't it be a White House style portrait? <laughs> Literally, the White House Washington. portrait of Washington. <laughs> it's like, is this his original one, or has it been mass produced? Like, I don't understand. So, I this is when it started to come together for me because I made a point not to read what these movies were about before I jumped in. I was going completely cold, and I wrote, "Is George Washington really the villain of this movie?" <laughs> I was, I, yeah. <laughs> I, like at the beginning of the movie there was a guy dressed up like fucking paul revere and i was like is he supposed to be george washington <laughs> like what <laughs> the fuck and then i wrote holy shit george washington really is the bad guy of this movie so <laughs> okay so you know how earlier in the season we were talking about how they like decide on these scripts and where they got them from mm-hmm. like you said they bought them from film students or postgrad or like some like, of them what, where did they get this one is my question. Like, did this uh, man just love history or man or woman love history as they wrote it? And they're just like, you know, it'd be really cool. Let's make George Washington the villain. Let's make him kill children and eat them. And also let's make him carve silverware out of their bones. <laughs> and then on top of that, we're also going to have a Washingtonian society, secret society. And that's going to be its own thing. And they're also cannibals. It's like, (laughs) 
<laughs> See, you got the whole movie. You knew what happened. <laughs> I had a loss. I, okay, there were there were key parts where I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like the letter. What was in the letter? I missed. I must have gone to the bathroom <laughs> or something. I missed what was in the letter, and it, it was like this key point the whole film. <laughs> Was it George admitting that he ate children? Like, yeah. yes. It was, dude, I, that's exactly what I thought it was. But I was like, I'm not going back. I can't go back. Especially on Tubi. I'll get like 17 minutes of commercials <laughs> if I go back. Oh, that's fantastic. I got a little ahead of myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> not only are they cannibals, though, they're like fucking zombie cannibals. Like, they don't cook the food they just will grab onto a body and start mowing oh it's so gross so basically we just covered all the plot points that they're behind the painting is a letter that says i'm george washington and i like to eat people not just pussy and uh, (laughs) she's like this is my fork and it's made out of children's bones and uh then he tells Samuel, uh, the dad tells Samuel about it, and Samuel delivers another crazy fucking monologue and is like, I know people who want it. And dad's like, No, you can't. How about? And then several George Washingtons show up at his door. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, were they all George Washingtons? I think they were supposed to all be George Washington. I also I just had this like flash revelation in my mind. Who the f- fuck was the girl in the beginning of the episode? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they never went back to that. Nope. Like they were going there because their grandma died. <laughs> like it had nothing to do with this seventeen-year-old <laughs> we saw get decapitated. They never bring her up ever. That's <laughs> true. They don't. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, and to answer your question from earlier, Chris, this is based on a book. If you wouldn't, if you can believe it, this is based. This on one is book. based on a novel. It's a short story, but yep, probably a short story written by somebody who was pissed off in history class. I was <laughs> gonna say, I'm stunned right now. I can see I'm it in your eyes. Stunned. All right, <laughs> whoever whoever wrote this, it's okay if you don't want to write anymore. <laughs> <laughs> we will support you on it. And then uh, things would go on for a little bit. And uh, I just, the whole time I kept thinking about that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where they're all dressed up like they're from the fucking 1700s. Dude, yes. Great episode, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that episode. So I'm just laughing the whole time. Like, George Washington isn't scary. I don't understand. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> what the fuck? I don't even know if we're there chronologically yet, but how about when the Paul Revere wannabe tries to run that guy's car off the road? <laughs> With a right. horse. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, why are you t- intimidated by this? <laughs> He's like, holy shit, I almost crashed my car. <laughs> that a horseman was running me off the road in my SUV. <laughs> Dude, yeah, this this movie's so stupid. So he's running away from the George Washingtons. They almost run him off the road. At some point, he calls a historian who does the exposition dump that this is a cult of people who are in a very exclusive society where they all eat people and pretend that George Washington's their savior or some shit. It's because that's where George Washington was born. So everyone there like idolizes him. And they're like, you can't change the public's view of George Washington. That's what our country's built on. 
And they have tattoos that are cherry trees and hatchets. <laughs> Never saw one, but they said they all have one. Yeah, that's why George Washington cut down a cherry tree. It's just the cherries represent the virgins that they eat. I, I was explaining the plot of this to my co-host on the Geek Peak, Brandon, and uh, he was cracking up. And then I FaceTimed him while I was watching it. And it was the ending part. But uh, he kept saying, he's like, I'm expecting George Washington to be like, I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> this child is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So in the exposition, they say that George Washington killed a man a day for his meals. How much fucking food did this guy eat? <laughs> Jesus Christ, he ate an entire human a day? Well, they didn't have refrigerators, so you kind of had to. <laughs> George Washington was a fucking serial killer. He was. That's what they're saying. So uh, somehow they get a hold of the family. And they drag him to this mansion where they're having a feast of human, who I guess is the girlfriend. Wait, the wait, 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 wait. Before we before we get there, we have got to talk about the pounding on the door scene. <laughs> That's what I was gonna oh, say. Right. Dude, literally one of the greatest scenes in cinema history. Okay. The little girl screaming out to her father after they had heard pounding. Daddy! Was it George Washington? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. There are four large men all dressed like George Washington. <laughs> powdered wigs, powdered faces, like painted on moles, like banging yeah. on doors. <laughs> Going, they all have give teeth, us the letter. Right? Give us the letter. Yeah, they all have <laughs> shit all over their teeth to look like they have wooden teeth. And they're going, we're going to eat your daughter. And then they're like, we're calling the police. And then when you hear sirens, they're all like looking around like, oh, shit, 5-0, Let's go. We'll be back tomorrow. It's like a ding-dong ditch game gone wrong. And then the cops are the dumbest humans I've ever even seen in a movie. It's Tweedledee and Tweedle fucking dumb. They're so fucking stupid. Oh, you mean because they find the still beating heart in their house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the okay. fuck was that? I gotta ask you guys. Uh, I, like, I will say for a large part of this, I legitimately thought that the cultists were ghosts. <laughs> I did too. I thought it was actual George Washington. That was the only way I could suspend my disbelief that nobody else could know that this shit was going down. <laughs> oh, but when I suggest that in Hereditary, it's the craziest thing in the world. That episode is potentially not come out yet, Josh. Spoilers. It's come out yet. Yeah, it is. By the time people hear this. That's right. It's already in full swing. We're talking about High on Horror, a show that we do this, but for the whole show. So, yeah. Daddy is a George Washington. That shit was the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> That's where it crossed the threshold for me, personally, where it went from being so bad that it was just the worst to being... I was like, okay, I'm actually in on this at this point. That was hilarious. Uh, I do have to mention, because it starts in this scene, one of the men that is banging on the door is a, a, a heavier set man than the rest, and he spends the entire episode, either it's banging on doors or in the next scene that we're going to talk about, and anytime the camera's on him, 
And he's not talking. He's flicking his tongue up and down like a porn star. (laughs) (laughs) Going. (laughs) I have in my notes Josh Gad lookalike who's licking and biting. He did look like Josh (laughs) (laughs) Gad. Oh my god! So so stupid. God, it was stupid. Holy shit. Watch this. This would be one. This is what I'd say. Watch. <laughs> Listeners, if you're with us still, watch this fucking Masters of Horror. I watched it on Tubi for free. <laughs> this one was really something, let me tell you. Um, so somehow they get grabbed by these cultists. I just want to pr- progress this along to the end. And the cultists dump all this exposition on them. And the historian brings in the feds who just mow them down with machine guns. <laughs> Dude. Okay. Notable quotes when, when everybody gets brought into that main hall. Don't touch them. Eat me instead. <laughs> the father, I was crying when the dad said that. I was like, no. No. Have mercy. You didn't have to go so hard, but you did it for us. He didn't have any emotion the whole movie until that moment. Dude. Oh my god. And then the the, the just the amount of overacting in this movie makes it worth watching by itself. The the overacting of the George Washingtons at the door in the previous scene too. I didn't even say that, but that was hilarious to God, me. So funny. <laughs> How oh. funny were the the George Washingtons in the van? <laughs> oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Everything they do is colonial, and then they kidnap them in like a rape van. <laughs> It was the perfect modern tie-in. But you know, like, everybody is talking to this family, everyone in the entire town, including the large group of George Washingtons. <laughs> <laughs> they are talking to them like everything is completely normal. <laughs> like oh. they're devouring a man's body and they're like, hello there, Jefferson. How are you? Welcome to our house. <laughs> okay. Random jump back. But how about the scene? One random disturbing scene is when they're at the diner and they're all eating and everyone's beards and stuff. orange it looks like they've been eating spaghetti (laughs) it made me feel like i was like peering through a window into a freaking nursing home watching that shit go down that was where nicotero must have come in was for the feast i feel like the sound was more disturbing (laughs) because i tried to look away but i'm like i can still hear this scariest part of this movie was they made to get the diner and then the father looking around and seeing everyone is like 70 plus years old feasting on yes. turkey wings it's like They're what the so fuck gross. is happening yeah and for some reason the the historian fucking bosses the feds around and then the score turns into like the fucking classic like and fucking so they uh then they i love that i personally love that motif it was beautifully done Wait, wait, we we didn't we didn't touch on something really important, Miles. What's that? What did you guys outside of Josh Gad look alike <laughs> looking up and down hilariously, which I was cackling at? What did you guys think about the leader of the Washingtonians smelling <laughs> up and down on the fucking on the fake teeth? Washington <laughs> like, teeth? Just as pain. <laughs> <laughs> His eyes crossed and shit. <laughs> 
this so listeners, for, for those of you who are wondering, once this group of, you know, basically colonial impersonators who are apparently untouched by modern life but drive a rape van, um, <laughs> once they bring this family in and they're telling them, you know, exposition dump, they're eating. I thought that might have been Thomas Jefferson, but they were talking about. <laughs> we gotta talk about that too. They said Thomas Jefferson sacrificed himself to George Washington for the cause in the early days. So they like showed him like splayed out on the table, getting eaten alive with like his intestines and shit. Yeah, so weird. That's why I thought they were ghosts because I thought that was like a reenactment. Nope, they're just dumb. <laughs> 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 they have access to every modern resource but yet they just don't because they're like we gotta eat people in the olden days yeah then then the fucking historian guy just comes in with like three SWAT members and is okay. like we we got this it's the FBI and the George Washington dudes pull out muskets and swords dude Okay, have you, all right, this is a complete tangent, but have you ever watched the Military Channel? And if so, did you ever see the documentary where it's like, uh, it's like man versus Apache helicopter or some kind of ridiculous narration? Because that's all I could think of was like, just why it's it's 100 Washingtonians versus three normal armed like <laughs> mediocrely trained police officers <laughs> with automatic firearms it's like SWAT team versus 100 fucking people <laughs> the SWAT team came out unscathed <laughs> oh my god so the end of this movie um, they have a really racist stereotype of an Asian man delivering uh, Chinese food and they're like, what yeah. is this? Dollar bill. And he's like, oh, that's the, the new number one dollar. I promise I'm not racist. That's how he says <laughs> it. It is it's exactly ridiculous. how it says it. Is. It it's is. the new American dollar. And uh, he look at it and they replace George Washington with George W. Bush. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the funniest part of the whole goddamn Dude, movie. That oh was so God. good. And then on top of that, too, it was supposed to be a cover-up. <laughs> right? Like, it was see a cover up of George Washington, but then they fucking changed the $1 bill. Yes. The most circulated bill in the country they changed because they want to cover up that George Washington was a bad guy. No, at the end of the movie, he, he takes the letter to the media and they all find out George Washington was a bad guy. That's why they replaced him. <laughs> yep. How does that connect with the fucking the, the historian coming in with the SWAT team? He just like on their way out. He goes tell the world, and that's it. <laughs> this sh- this episode should have ended with Kid uh, American Badass by Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. I would have been. So I would have Alternate alternate uh, outro track would be uh, "God Bless the USA" by Lee Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> I thought they nailed it with the fucking marching music. <laughs> Dude, I'm so happy that you brought up that they they played like the freaking Yankee Doodle Dandy yeah. motif at the end. Like that was hilarious. God, I was so I was actually cracking up. I was like, wow, there was some heart that was put into this one. Oh, we didn't talk about uh, <laughs> finger cereal. <laughs> 
finger cereal. I don't remember. He this. pours himself a bowl of cereal. It's <laughs> just a bunch of severed fingers. <laughs> Dude, I literally just I, I had a flashback to that Wendy's event with the chili. The Wendy's chili with a human finger in it. That's oh, all I yes. can think of. Ugh. Holy fuck. This movie was crazy. So considering how much fun we had watching this, how many sets of wooden teeth out of five would you give this movie? Stinky wooden teeth. I'd I'd give it a two, but to, uh, like as far as good content to make fun of, it's a five. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was not fun to watch. I would it was, also. It yeah. was maddening. <laughs> the the last like fifteen minutes were hilarious, but outside yes. of that, like it, I would say, as with every other Masters of Horror film we've watched. If it had been the last 15 minutes, it probably would have been better as a whole. Well, keeping in mind that I was drinking heavily when I watched this because I had done a really crazy podcast with my boy Chris. Uh, So I had consumed more alcohol than I intended and I watched it and it felt like a fast paced comedy. I thought it was just like joke, 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 joke. So I thought (laughs) it was hilarious and I would give it a four stinky wooden teeth out of five stinky wooden teeth. I don't even think I said what I would give it. I would give it a three. I would give it a three just because I the the finale was enjoyable enough to justify the entirety of his existence. So, uh, audience, be sure to check that out. What uh, what Masters of Horror check boxes do we get here? It's white suburban family. Mm-hmm. There is no boobies. Not no. even a hint of a boobie. Everyone's dressed up all colonial and shit. There's no boobies under there. Gore. The gore wasn't even great in this one though. Not really. It was kind of. It was just kind of like annoying to listen to because every single gore scene came with a lot of sound effects. Spaghetti <laughs> sauce on the beards, and then uh, like one thing I noticed is when that guy was getting eaten on the banquet table, there was a legit section of like sausage that rolled off, <laughs> and then they kept they held on to it, and then they continued to try to reincorporate it into the scene, and I was like, well. This might be one of the worst gore scenes I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the, yeah. There were those flashback scenes to George Washington actually eating people, and they show him sitting at a table with like a severed foot in front of him on a plate, and he's like <laughs> cutting it with a knife and fork. <laughs> also, can we just touch on the the like decision making on? Okay, if you want to be a cannibal because you like human flesh, that's one thing. But why do you need to make your silverware out of human bones? Every part of the buffalo, my friend. Waste not, want not. <laughs> but that, but they're not eating human beings to be not wasteful. That's in no way what has been exemplified from this. It's a <laughs> choice. You have a society that exists around it at this point. Like, I mean, if you think about it, they're the only people who can make forks and knives out of human bones. So I would, if I was the only person who could do it, hell yeah. See, they should have added another layer. Like, they always always had blood all over their face. They should have made them vampires, too. Like, 
just been like, there's a cult that worships George Washington. And wait, it gets crazier. George Washington was a vampire and he's still fucking alive. Like, that would have been awesome. Or, a ghost, or like <laughs> the or remnants of the society in the town. I'm like, shit, man. Vampire ghosts. <laughs> and then the feds came in and wasted them. They wasted them. They fucking hit fired their machine guns and killed like a hundred people. And you're seriously going to. How long have these people been alive for so long? <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna say we should remake the, the majority of this. We should make a cliff, <laughs> cliff notes version of this. We could make a better one, dude. We should do that with all of this. We could call it the Amateurs <laughs> of Horror and make it way better than the Masters of Horror. <laughs> CGI uh, alone would be amazing. <laughs> I don't know that first episode with the the oil monster proof the CGI wasn't there at the time. <laughs> it just makes me wonder like in terms of booking a television show that you have like running regularly like I guess you just can't have different times for different episodes really like outside of a finale because like some of these I would imagine that the directors had to be like hey can we like cut the time in half like what at least one of these fucking people was like I don't want to do an hour long of this right. story it's terrible I and know the- I know I've felt that way every single episode <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> a good director knows how to pace things and if they don't have a choice but to like meet a time requirement that fucks up your perception of their fucking directing like it's it was not good like I don't think Toby Hooper's a good director anymore either because of the first fucking episode of this show. <laughs> so like it made me not think he was a good director, but he's an excellent director. If you watch the way he like fucking filmed Texas Chainsaw Massacre, he's fucking awesome. But like the time restraint is what made all of these movies that helped make all of these movies fucking terrible. Yeah, I feel like this should have like the masters of horror part of this should have been that they were all written by people who have made written horror movies because it doesn't matter that they're all directed by different people. They all still look exactly the fucking same. Yeah. They're all bad. Ugh. Alrighty audience. Well, we are, this is the penultimate episode. Next episode is going to be the finale and uh, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a long one. So And be sure to check out my other podcast. It is the Geek Peak podcast. It's available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. That's Geek Peak like a mountain. At the Geek Peak, we strive to bring you the best of the pop culture multiverse. We're going to show you some new songs. We're going to show you some new TV shows, movies, video games. You name it, we're covering it. We always try to save you time. Check us out. We're a content recommendation podcast. We also like to have some beers or some adult cocktails and have a good time. So be sure to check out our show. Check us out on Twitter and Instagram at GeekPeakPod. And additionally, check out our website, GeekPeakPod.com. That's where we have all of our episodes hosted. We got pictures of our drinks. We've got links to all of our merch and our Patreon account. So be sure to check that out. And uh, thank you for the support. If you liked me on here, feel free to check out my show, the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast. We're available anywhere podcasts are found. If you want to reach out to our show... Feel free to do so on social media. We are FMBN Podcast on Twitter, FMBN the number four and the letter U on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Until next time, bye.
Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you're enjoying the October episodes where we talk about the Masters of Horror. I just want you to know if you want to get a hold of me, you can email me, discdumppod at gmail.com. On Twitter, I'm at the disc dump on instagram disc dump podcast facebook the disc dump podcast page or you can join the disc dump podcast fans group and start the discussion please don't forget to rate review and subscribe thank you guys for listening have a googly halloween